Spectre Creative Studio. Everybody is enjoying themselves to their fullest extent. It's a wonderful sight seeing people genuinely enjoying themselves. There's no false pretense about this whatsoever. Hello, and welcome to What's Cool, a podcast about passions and everything else. I'm Sam Brywell, and this week I'm joined by artist, author, producer, and vocalist Fudge Willie. How's it going, man? It's going all right. Good. Hanging poop, different school. Yeah. What you been up to lately? Anything exciting? Um, um, well, let's start with yesterday. Yesterday, I, would, I went to this place called The Artworks. Just, it's, like a, it's like a gallery, like a little art village thing. Oh, nice. Um, it was just discussing like like programs and like book signing like event things yeah um nothing it's not i don't think it's gonna happen anytime soon we're just still brainstorming how to like do it in a cool way yeah you're like in conversation you're you're Mm -hmm. in the beginning stages but that's exciting that's a lot of good work it takes a lot of time you know to like build those things so that's that's awesome so can you tell me a little bit about like what you're doing right now and how you got there? Well, I, I'm, I'm an author. Um, well, how I got here is from, well, first I wanted to be a rapper, but I kind of saw, I kind of saw like taking an occupation as a rapper or like being a professional rapper or whatever as like, um, kind of like what it's like what everybody was doing. And I kind of seen like, only a few people really have longevity in it. And it seemed like kind of a gamble. And um, not to say that I don't have like the star power to last 50 years or something, but it just seemed kind of uh, kind of out of reach. So I figured maybe if I did more than one thing, it would like increase my chances of being somebody, which I am, I am someone, but it, it's just, I don't, I don't know how I, uh, I don't know how, what my thought process was when I first started doing it. Cause I started in like 2013, just, um, I would draw and I'll put on this website called Behance. It's like an artist portfolio thing. Yeah. And I'll put my drawings on there. And the first I would, I would draw it, color it, then take a picture with my camera and put it on there. I'll make like little videos. I, I like, I think one of my first videos, I was in um, Walmart. This, this was before like prank videos was like a thing. Not that, I mean, they were a thing, but they were like not before like every, like every person wanted to do them. I, and I didn't even consider them prank videos. It was just something I would do just to be stupid, just to like get a reaction out of people. Cause I don't know, I don't know. I would just go to Walmart and pretend like I passed out. It is it just <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> and then I got a video on YouTube where I'm like, like I took my shirt off and I had on ball out like basketball shorts, and yeah. I was in the dump like the uh, the apartment complex dumpster. And I was like, act like I was watching, and I would like sing Moonlight Bay, because oh I had seen uh, on the Hey Arnold, you know the cartoon Hey Arnold, right? Yeah. They were uh, they were on they were they were having like a play, and they were like, we were singing along on Moonlight Bay, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, what if I was singing that in like a very weird um situation? So I was, yeah. Uh, yeah. So me and my cousin went to his apartment. We went to his um the garbage section of his apartment complex. And then I just took, I think I already had my shirt off or whatever, and had my shirt off and my shoes off. And I wasn't even worried about jumping in, like falling on glass or a needle or anything. I was just yeah. like, I just wanted, cause in my head, I had already seen what I was, 
what it would look like and how funny it would be like that juxtaposition. Oh, yeah. and I also have a I also have a video where I'm like pissing on my hand. I'm like, mm, it tastes so good. Mm, it tastes so good. <laughs> I was I was an eccentric little person. I kind of toned it down a lot now. I just trying to channel it all into like the the stuff I do. Yeah. But uh, like when I first started, it was it was it was uh it was it was more of a personality thing, and now I kind of just show my personality in, in my in the stuff I do but I can't my personality now is more a little more tame right it sounds like you're doing a lot of like performance art though like social disruption work like in yeah. like via oh, YouTube yeah but it's like instead of you know like think about it contextually like when performance art was really big in the late 60s and things like that like they were doing it in museums but like now we have cell phones we have like I mean we had video cameras we could re- record and upload to YouTube so you're just like you're just practicing a different form of like performance art, but in a very interesting setting that like it would be, you know, like normally be in a nice museum and you're like out in public. Right. But it's still the same kind of methodology, which I think is cool. It's still, it's like definitely brings a different kind of perspective to that work. It's interesting that you say performance art because I, that's what I, that's the, the, the place I was at talking about like the books, uh, the book signing and stuff. I was trying to incorporate some kind of interactive performance art esque element to it but right I, I i guess he kind of he kind of understood what I, where i was coming from but he was like you're, you're you're hitting them with too much at once and and i think that's that could be kind of good and bad because I, I do find myself doing that a lot but i don't you sound like you're very know. motivated to like well i mean okay so i understand i definitely resonate with you when you're talking about like you just did a lot of different stuff because you think that one would stick eventually like something would happen like with one and I do, I'm a different kind of way, I feel like, but in the same kind of idea of that, I do a lot of different things and I've like tried to be versed in like different areas, but, um, but they all like serve like, I guess a greater purpose, which is like, and, and I haven't really gotten to that point yet. Like I'm trying to figure that out. Um, but on the whole, I think like just as far as like being multi, like faceted and like how your ideas and like your concepts can like be played out in different ways, right? Like how you have a concept for your book signing, which is about a book, but maybe you have like a different, bigger like art, like idea about what you want to make it like, which I think is just speaks to like the con- like the conceptualness of your work too. I, uh, like the book I'm working on now, I just, I just came up with this concept for this book, like maybe 30, 45 minutes ago. I was watching this YouTube video of this girl on YouTube. Her name is Summer Monet, I think. And she talked about like, a lot of spirituality stuff. She was like, uh, write a letter to the universe. And it like, and I was like, oh, that's a good thing to do a book about. Yeah. And I would, I would call the book Dear Universe. And then I would just like, just kind of like projecting the thought of like, where I would, where like my ideal, like, like, okay, it's like writing the things that I'm excited to experience. So I would like write where I am, what I'm wearing, who I'm with, what am I buying, what am I eating, who my new partner is new business endeavors, new friends. And I would just like write it as though it already happened. And I'm like, thanking the universe for it happening. Although it didn't happen yet. Right. Like, in present moment, like it hasn't happened up until now, but I'm already writing it as though it, it, it happened yesterday. So that would be the next book. And I also have a couple other book ideas. I got a book called the Escape in the Unicorn Illuminati. So it's like about, it's like the, you know, the Illuminati, yeah. whatever, they, whatever that is. Right. But like you would, it would be like full of unicorns. And it would, so that's another one. And then, I want to write a book about, uh, uh, I don't know how to describe him. He's like a like an entrepreneur, but I want to like write a biography about this guy, 
but I don't know how I can do it without, I don't want to like get in trouble for doing it. So I want to like keep it kind of general, like stuff that people already know, but just kind of put it in one thing. But I probably would have to get this from his uh, estate. Yeah, yeah, from his team. But I don't want to like, and I wouldn't make sure, and, I, and if I did it, I would want to do it in a favorable way to where he wouldn't think that I'm like just trying to make money off him. Actually, that might not be a good idea. I, don't know. I do this a lot. I, yeah. I can like come up with an idea, like two seconds, like, no, I actually scratch that. That's good though. You got to like keep it flowing and you just like take ideas, throw it out, see what sticks. And you know, that's, I mean, you sounds like you're very like creative. You're always probably coming up with different things all the time. Do you think that like, for me, I feel like I'm always responding to like what I'm seeing or hearing either in public or like on a whole, like I'm very like interested in people though. So like how people react to things, like why people do certain things in the very general sense, trends and stuff like that, like even design trends and like, like purchase market trends. I'm very interested in like consumerism as a part of my work too. And how like pop culture and pop art is a response to like what's happening at the now. So it's like really taking a focus in like the current. And I feel like your work also does that too. Like where you're creative cause you're responding to like what you're seeing all the time. And like so much is happening. Right. So it's just giving so much fodder to like what you want to respond to, I guess, or like what you want to make. Yeah, I wrote a book called Am I Next? It's about police brutality. And, and I, I did it and I didn't, I didn't like do it to be current. I just did it because it was, I, it was something that, something in me just said, write this little poem thing. And then yeah. the drawing came out of it. That's how, that's usually how uh, my story, like my books actually come into fruition because I, come, I, I'm decent with words, like just rhyming words and like making little poems and little like phrases, rhyme and stuff like that. So once I do that, I just draw it out the best I can yeah and then that way not only is it a book with words and and a picture to go with it it rhymes too so it's like another interesting element to it which would make it a somewhat uh noticeable standout issue book right I read the um you have a book that's like ice cream about ice cream flavors right right I read that uh I read the book review and I was just like enthralled when I was reading it. It was so interesting because I went on your Instagram. I looked at your, you know, visuals and I seen like what you'd posted and I was like, wow, this is really interesting. And then I was reading, you know, the book review and there's a quote and it was like, it started essentially when the children start talking about their favorite ice cream flavors, like your flow yeah. is very melodic and it just reminds me of just like, it's very cool. It just reminds me of like um, smooth rap, you know, in a way, but you're like, you're reading it and it's just, I don't know, the flow was really special you know it's like very technically talented and i think that's interesting that you're taking you know your talent and like rhyming and words and like melodics essentially and putting that into a format that's on paper like you know a poem but like not even just a poem it's like <laughs> a colorful bright book you know yeah my um my psychiatrist told me that it reminded her of uh shell silverstein which introduced me to his work in I like I like Shell Silverstein. His his stuff is like he's got like a raspy voice. You know who that is? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I know Shell. So. He, he got a, he got a couple. Of, I can't think of the name of him, but I I, I remember his name. He's like where like the sidewalk that. ends is one of the, his. Yeah, one. yeah. yeah. he's got another. He's got one about like an elephant or like mm -hmm. some kind of animal. Something about a lot of books out, and it kind of reminded me of Doctor Seuss, but except he would like he would like cuss every now and then. Yeah, but it was still, most of it was like still like kid friendly and stuff. And speaking of Doctor Seuss, did you know that he did uh like World War II books at first, and then he kind of dipped off into the like kid-friendly Green Eggs and Ham, Cat and Hat stuff. No, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, he's got a, he's got books on like World War II, like 
not it's not only World War Two. It's like it's still animated and stuff, but I think it had like a more serious tone. Right. I know that he also like did some pretty dark like work, like some paintings and some sketches that were very like like a gothic version of his actual like children's books. Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like you were talking about juxtaposition. It's a different like tone of work instead of being happy and like <laughs> beautiful. It's still beautiful, but it's just darker and like muted. It's really interesting. You okay. Right now you're making work, you're making children's books, you're about to you're in works to like get a signing together. Where do you live at the moment? Do you live in a place that's very friendly for artists? Um, I live in a kind of like a mixed community. Like it's like I mean, you might have like students and you might have like families and stuff like that. I yeah. live in Wilmington, North Carolina. Oh, okay, cool. My aunt lives there. That's awesome. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, it's cool out here. Um well, I mean, like you got you got like a part where I live at it's like three different complexes kind of bunched up together. Do you like living in Wilmington? Is it um do you like are you able do you have a community of people that you can make work and talk to? Mm-hmm. I have this thing called the surf party where we uh we have a group chat and it's all my cousins and stuff. We uh we 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 kind of, we support each other in like the art or I mean even on a like non even on a non-artist level, we just right. I mean, so we just talk about just random stuff. But I mean, but outside of them, I mean, I have people that I talk to like casually, but like not not really like an artist community or like a big. I, w- I wouldn't say like not a big support system because like I mean I got a support system, but I mean a lot of my like attention that I get is stuff on the internet. But I do have like a right. small awareness locally and physically. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you got to start somewhere and I think it's just a slow growth. And I think like, I like what you said earlier about, you know, not trying to be somebody because you are somebody. And like, that's, I definitely kind of come into that like mind space lately, like where it's important just to like respect yourself and that what you're doing, regardless of like maybe how many Instagram followers you have or how many people are aware of you, like your work exists. You got to have that self-love. Or else yeah. you won't be happy to actually get the reach that you want. Definitely not. I mean, it's so true. Yeah, you got to like make it for, you got to make it because you want to make it, not like make this stuff because you want to make it, not because you want to get some kind of like fame or money. Oh, I mean. Definitely. Because I've, I've done it for maybe the better part of like three or four years when I was getting zero YouTube views unless I paid for advertising. And, mm-hmm. I, and, I was, and I'm not complaining about it. I mean, that's, that's, I'm thankful for that because the, right. now that I, whatever views I get now, it, it makes me appreciate it more. If I would have came right off the bat getting a billion views, I would expect that every time and right. then it would just go lower. But since I started at the lowest, I can, it's nowhere else to go, but up. you can't get negative four views in terms of. I mean, <laughs> right. So, <laughs> That's so true. So, it's like, you have to have, I, definitely have that perspective shift of like the, yeah, or it's just good. Yeah. You're like, you're saying like getting stuff off the bat, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like also if you're doing really well at the beginning, which there's nothing wrong with that, but there's less of an advantage, like there's less of an incentive to like make yourself better. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I feel like the more that you do stuff just because you want to do it, the better it becomes because you're kind of like forcing yourself to just practice at it just because you're making it right. And then by the time that people do start noticing it, it's like the really good quality work that you've hon- been like working on and honing for four years, like you were saying. And doing stuff with like no incentive is more of a testament to your character than when you do stuff. So I true. Think. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like 
No, but, I mean, it'd be nice to, to like you know run some money up and like do it the other way and like have all this attention and stuff. But I mean, it would be nice, but it's not like what I aim for. I just I just want to like express myself in a in a nice way. And I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like this weird middle ground because I I mean it's it's nice to be like to be appreciated for like just something that you work hard on and that you put like you put like intricate uh like effort into like making something not just be not not just be a regular thing but like make it like something make it your own like yeah like when it's like some people like read my books and they say dr seuss and at first it would like um it would i don't know it wouldn't bother me but it would like it would like make me like kind of resent the statement but then i mean dr seuss is like it's like the the highest tier you can go as far as children yeah rolling or like uh you know like a few other people right so it's like i mean I mean, that's that's a good that's a good compliment, but I would just maybe maybe further along the line, twenty, thirty, fifty years down the line, some a new person will come out and then they'll say they remind them of me. Right. But, but I mean, no, people don't like to really be compared to stuff, and I I get it, I I get it, and I don't get it. it I mean, it's just it's just a paradox of life, man. It is. It's like people have like understanding about what they already know, right? So like people who make things, like you and I or other artists who like create things from their brain. I think our idea of what we have is so unique because it is unique for us. And like, we know that there's not anything that is exactly like that out there. But then when people make a comparison, like I think it's just because there's, they like, they only know how to compare it to what they already know. So like when you're making new stuff, it's like you have to let it kind of give it time to like breathe and like let it grow and let people appreciate it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Kind of give it a life. And then like you're, you're being, people just need a frame of reference. Like they just like, right. Exactly. I just had a thought like when I'm sorry to cut you off, but like when no, the no, first, no. first experience water, they didn't have anything to compare it to. They just know that it quenched their thirst, which they probably didn't even know had a okay. word. Yeah, what that meant. Like what this, this feeling of dryness that I, that I have. And then they, uh, they had some water and then they were like, well, when I feel how I just felt, I do what I just did. And now I feel how I feel now. I don't really know how that relates, but <laughs> no, it definitely does. I mean, I think it's no, it's you just I, you're like a very much more metaphorical and like visual like idea of what I just said. But exactly, like there's no, um, yeah, they don't have a frame of reference. They don't have any kind of like idea what to do with what they're seeing, and so they respond in just like a very like primitive way. Like, do I like it? Do I not like it? Right. And so then they're like, okay, what else do I like? That is this way. Oh, daughter Sue's. Okay, cool. So I mean one day you know maybe people will be compared to you it's just you just like you will create you got to make your own path and that's what you're doing i mean i feel like that's especially what you're doing by like being in so many different things and you know so many different ventures and then also working hard on like making tying things things together is it just kind of like making your own way i agree um do you want to like tell me a little bit about your music and tell me what kind of you know what inspires you to make music um I've always been in the music. I would like music. I grew up. I grew up listening to every. I would, well, my first favorite rapper was probably Bow Wow, just because he was a kid and I was a kid. And yeah. then I like, then I started liking Fifty Cent. Then I started liking Lil Wayne. He was on his run, like dropping music every time he felt like it. I started like mid two thousand. Then I started liking. Uh, oh, so I used to like Styles P. I still do like Styles P. Then, then sit, and then since I was like 15 or 16, I used to like, I liked Tyler, the creator. 
And then I like Death Grips. I like uh, like a lot of different stuff. I listen to uh, this guy named Ross Dilliams, Dylan Ross. He's uh-huh. a rapper. Um, but as far as the music go, I like, the people who made me think that it was possible was like Lil B, ASAP Rocky. Like what they would just do it with, you could just tell that it was like this amateurist DIY of like appeal to it. It was like it made me think like I could do this too. Like I could go to the store and get this camera and get all this stuff over and walk a flock of flame. Yeah. It's like people who are like who didn't like have like the biggest production value to it. They they just the only thing that, that the dominating thing that they had over everything else was the will to do it. And I think that's what made me like even more than just even more than the music, just the fact that they made the music. Yeah. Um, like they like they made it, they 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 connected the dots in order to make it happen. They may not have been the best, they may not have been the most this or the most that, but I, like I was saying, like the biggest the biggest thing about it was that they wanted to do it and they made it happen. So I think that's what made me want to make music was like seeing how Lil B would come out with a, a like all this music and all these videos and stuff and he wasn't really focused on the the like the traditional things that make a rap song a rap song. He was just making his music and putting it out. I think like people get caught up on, uh, well, this ain't, this isn't perfect or this has to be like this in order for me to release it. And that's how people get set back and don't ever come out with anything because they want it to be perfect. It's called like analysis paralysis. I read somewhere where it's like you analyze it. So you want things to be so to a T that you end up not doing anything. And the person who might be completely shitty at something, they they're actually trying and they're not, and they're not sitting there creating an obstacle for themselves. They end up, people who like make stuff happen that's exactly right i mean and i think it's cool that like the character of the people who you're listening to was like the inspiring factor not like necessarily or especially the music um what what kind of things do you like to rap about like what inspires you to write i like to rap about surfing even though i've never surfed before in my life but i like to rap about surfing and because i because well for one because i live on like by the beach yeah also my publishing company is SRPRTY, which is Surf Party, which stands for Survival Reality, Fuck Politics, Real Talk, yo. And I think that, that's <laughs> dope, right? And I came up with it like a while ago, uh, like maybe 2012 or 13. Mm-hmm. And well, and, oh, back to what I rap, I rap about. Well, it's what I rap about is like, it's kind of traditional like lyrics, like braggadocious, like, I'm I'm better at you than this, or having sex with girls, or smoking weed, or just regular stuff. But I say it in a different way. Yeah. But I try. To, I, I, some of my stuff incorporates like metaphysical, like spiritual stuff. Like, um, let me see. Oh, I got a song called "Greetings Earthlings," which is about an alien, an alien experience I had. But, um, yeah. And but I was rapping over a Lord song. Also like Lord. Yeah, she's amazing. Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's all. so I rap about like aliens and just like uh, let me see, opening your pineal gland. Uh, uh, but not 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 every song isn't about that. I'm just going over like what's what's on. Like I rap about like having a chocolate factory, which I don't, but it, it ties into the <laughs> yeah. Also, like having a chocolate factory, I rap about Oompas and I rap about like uh, I'm trying to think about. I do covers of like R&B songs too, and I do like bedroom pop songs, which is about like. You know Clara? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I love Clara. I, like, I, I go on YouTube and I look up beats like like the beats that she does. Yeah. Like her, Coop, Gus Dapperton, uh, Boy Pablo, Mac Marco. I, 
So, I mean, I rap, but I do those type of songs too. And those songs, like when I do bedroom pop songs or just like alternative, like R&B songs or whatever, those songs are more about just like being in love and like holding on, like to holding on to a love interest. And uh, it's, I think it's like very endearing. Yeah. So, but when I rap, when I rap, it's more, more, I would say more of like a, like an MF doom, like where I create a character and I just go in my own little world. Well, it fits the idea of like narrative, right? Like I think that you, from your books and your designs and, you know, like creating characters and that kind of thing, like these are just ways to story tell. And then that you've been able to like marry that with also your love of words and your love of sound. And you're just exploring that kind of like modus in various different ways. I think it's fucking, it's rad. And I like that you don't care about trying to be somebody like especially amazing at the get you know like I'm like how you're talking about like I just do it because you love to do it and you explore and you do a lot of different things you like to like take risks clearly and um it's cool because then now you've been able to like flesh out what you actually do like and what you do want to spend time on and then like I feel like also you're pretty fearless in saying that like oh well if I like this thing or if I like the sound I'm going to try to do that and see if I can like put my own spin on that thing that I like and you're not really scared to see like things go badly. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I worry. I yeah, you're right. I don't. I'm not really scared of things going badly. I worry about them going badly. Like, I worry about like not re like like or like like I might have a video that has six views and it might have only six views for a couple of weeks, then it might go up to it might go up more. But I worry about like damn, it's only only six people are gonna know this is this because this is cool. But also, I, what I was about to say is. Uh, Shoot, I forgot what I was about to say. Oh, like the life I'm living now. I mean, I'm I'm not like I'm not. This isn't the end of my journey, but I feel like what, the, what I'm what I'm like living now is like a manifestation of the things that I was dreaming when I was in like high school. Like I I I didn't know how I was gonna do it. I didn't know how I was gonna write books, but I wanted to have books out and, and music to go with it, and like just be more than what I was. Which I was, I'm a, I'm a, I was a good, I was like, I, just, I don't know, I, I just didn't, I don't know how to explain it. I'm a, I think I'm, I think I'm on the right path. Yeah, totally. I feel that. Like, I, um, I, I would say that I similarly in the same like situation as you, where I feel like I didn't really know how I was gonna get to like where I wanted to be doing stuff, but then I was like, okay, I think when I get there, I'll know. And then I eventually, like, I just found a few different things that I like doing and started doing those things that grew into more things. And like, you know, five years later, here I am, like, kind of working on the stuff that I had been started, that I've started, like, when I was, I mean, even before that, like, even probably in high school or before, you know, so I understand what you're saying. It's not like, you know, I guess in your head, it'd be nice to be like, oh, well, I'm going to be famous and I'm going to have like a thousand cars and I'm going to have all of these like people hang out with me and I'm going to have a huge house and I'm going to do like all these drugs or whatever. But I think at the end of the day, like being able to like make work and have people see your work. And even like, though it's probably, it's like we as artists like to have people respond to what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like it is the the passion is in the journey, right? The passion's like in making the thing, but like, it's, it's cool to see it affect people in certain ways. That, Oh, I was talking about that, uh, that, uh, that Kirkus review, it was it was interesting to see how they interpret the book mm-hmm. um, when they when they when they were saying like just the things they were describing and it's like 
stuff that I wasn't even like cognizant of doing. It was just like, I was just writing a book, but the stuff that they picked up on was interesting to me because it just, it just kind of highlights the the beauty of the human perspective. I think to Definitely. where like, you can, you can write something, like I can write, oh, the, the cow jumped over the moon. And, it, you like it's a very simple sentence and it's like a common sentence but like people would like you can read it and like get different stuff from it it's just interesting how you can just have something and it is what it is but people take away what they want to take away from right it's like context too right this like idea can live in different spaces and that gives it different meaning um what do you describe your design like perspective as because i looked at your book and i thought it was really interesting and you have like a lot of bright colors it feels very like 2000s like aesthetic like to me it feels very internet it feels very like pattern and I like when I was like looking at the pictures it's a focus on the text and then the design around it speaks to what's happening in the book it's not so let's just say like comparatively to Dr. Seuss right like we were talking about comparing Dr. Seuss earlier his books are very focused on like elemental design creating a world and like the text is a part of it but the story is informed by it but I like the way that your book reads. It's like, it's mostly textual focused and then the design around the text informs what's happening. But even the design is like artistic, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, there's, there's thought and then there's symbology and there's like a lot, or sorry, symbolism and all that kind of stuff happening. And like all these kind of, uh, I don't know, like cartoony characters too, which I think is interesting. And you're talking about like, Hey Arnold earlier. I think everything like fits well together. Like I'm, I, like after speaking to you, cause I, I love to see people's work and I've just seen a lot of it and I've been around a lot of people who make artwork. So when I was looking at your stuff, I was like in my head forming this idea of like, oh, I wonder if he's interested in this and that and the other. And it's cool to hang out and talk with you. And then you also, like not in the ways that I was expecting, right? But like to hear just your perspective. And I was like, oh, that, that's cool. That makes sense why he would like this or like that makes sense why he would reference this kind of stuff. So I like your, uh, I like your design philosophy, but my point to get back to what I was I guess initially asking you, what is like what's your thinking on that when you're making it? Um I try to make the 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 um the image of the like the pages, I try to make those as interesting as what I'm saying. And it doesn't have to like align with what I'm well, I mean, I want the pictures to go with the words, but I don't want the like how it looks to look how it sounds like i wanted to like open up a like a portal of new opportunities of like like okay like like for the um we all like ice cream mr chris when i had the uh, the page when i did the pages like some of the like the first page where it says uh one day inside mr chris's class he looked at a student named mike and asked what kind of ice cream do you like i know you have a favorite don't you mike and i kind of made it like i overlapped the uh the image of the teacher and then I and I and I dimmed the opacity to to make it look like it was like 3D or like kind of holographic. Yeah. And then I just put a lot of bright colors on it, just trying to give this book this sense of aliveness. Yeah, I think they said it was very psychedelic in the uh, <laughs> review, and I was like, whoa, that's pretty amazing. Like I, I've never heard. I, I like psychedelia. Never heard yeah. a children's book be called psychedelic. But then I, when I was reading the excerpt that they had, I was like, oh, okay, I'm seeing. Because it's like these interesting combinations of, I guess, different flavors of ice cream that flow together into this like, like, it's like a kind of like a train of words that play off of each other and how like 
maybe what you're saying is not exactly what you're saying and like things overlap and like these ideas cross over as the words come out. I think it's very creative and crafty with what you're saying. I can tell you how I came up with that book. Um, I was I was working at this ice cream shop downtown called Kilwins and I was on the way to work. My grandma was taking me to work and I was and I, in my notes. I was talking to, I was saying like, uh, I like chocolate-laka-laka-laka and something clicked me like apocalypse. And I said, I have enough to save for the next apocalypse. And then I just started doing it. And then I went in my phone, typed in my notes, every flavor and what rhymes with it. And like, just kind of bridged the gap from the, the flavor to what rhymes with it. And just, no, that's um, cool. I was going to ask, like, do you think that like, when you were designing you had a care like each student had a different flavor that they liked for a certain reason. No, I didn't. I didn't think about it like that. I, I well, I came up with the names for the students and like I, I usually do the words for a book first, and then I just draw the characters. Like the characters just end up looking how they look. Yeah. Um. I it wasn't any uh anything beyond that. I just uh, did like that. Like and so I, I think I kind of got. I don't know. I don't know if I got lazy or if I just had like a brain. Like I drew a blank or something, but when I um when I was drawing, like when I draw characters, sometimes I don't. I, sometimes I kind of get lost and I don't know what kind of character would fit. So I just so like going back to the, just do something. So I just drew any kind of character I could like. Just like one of the characters I think had was a thumb with wings, and I just <laughs> That's uh, fucking amazing. Did like just just to do something because sometimes sometimes when when like you come to like a standstill or you don't know what to do i just do something just to put forth some kind of effort um no that's awesome i was gonna say like those are the like those blank moments that when you're not like consciously thinking about what happens and you just have to like create something out of nowhere those are really interesting i feel like insights to a person's like thought process and creative process that's not necessarily so calculated like you know when you're when you're like rhyming with stuff you already have or you know like when you're having you know you want the teacher to look this kind of way you know you want to like you've already made the connections in your brain to make it look 3d make it like a lively and then you have this like you're like okay i need a character i don't know what to do and then for you know like somehow your brain connects thumb and wings together and then that's what you got you know and that's i think that's i feel like that's just like those are cool like little like moments that we get when we make that are really i don't know like very subconsciously who we are in a way and like what does that mean and like what can that tell us about ourselves i don't know i feel like artwork is so uh it's like spiritual in a way that makes you connect with other people in a very personal way especially when you're making stuff um have you had a lot of fun like getting people to see your work and like what do people usually say when they see your books for the first time they see my books for the first time. They usually say, um, they usually tell me how interesting it is, or they tell me uh, that, like, when people watch my videos or something, or my my, my books, they say, uh, "Oh, I'm I just been binging your content." Like when they discover it, they just like keep wanting more and more and more. Yeah. Um, so I think it's I think it's kind of addictive. Not I mean for me, like what, like well from the outside looking in, like looking at it, I I, I see it as something like, okay, that was cool. But yeah, then, but then when you have this collection of stuff that you've done, I guess it makes it easier for people to binge on it. So a, a couple of people told me that they've been binging my videos and they like watch it over and over again, or they can't wait for the next thing or stuff like that. It's very uh, 
inspiring to, or it's motivating to like want to keep going. Yeah. And I like how you are able to make stuff that it's not like, like for me, I'm definitely not, I'm definitely like the one hour kind of guy, not the one minute kind of guy. So like for me, I make, I try to make like big gigantic projects that are just, that take a long time and usually end up like overwhelming me. But I like what you do where it's like, you make these videos and like, you like, you like take what you're doing in the moment and you just try to let that be what it is. And not like, for me, I want to build on that and like make it something huge. But I like how your approach is like to take it, work with it. Like you were saying, like you were like in your head, like chocolate, and then you started talking apocalypse and like, just let that be its own thing. And then, and then it was fine. Like you didn't have to do so much extra, which is like where I come, like where for me, you know, that's, I'm like, okay, well, if I'm doing this, I need to do three more that are like this. And then you like package that up in something really nice. And I need to have all this like good design and these good photos and everything like that. So I definitely think, uh, but also like, it's good for what you're doing too. You know, you're talking about like content creation and that being your modus of, you know, connecting. So for especially like just being a good social media, you know, person, you have to like have pretty consistent content that's interesting and interactive. So you know, you're, I guess what you're saying, like what you're saying is the response that you've been getting is good because you're like engaging with people the way they want to be engaged with. I mean, I probably get negative reviews too, but I don't like let them, I don't even like look twice at them. I just know that that's what comes with it. It kind of makes me happy to know that people that are paying attention aren't robots because yeah, a true. robot is going to say something nice. And if you get nice comments all the time, like it's going to be like, it's going to like bullshit. Like it's going to like kind of gas you up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the, the, the the negative stuff keeps me going just as much because it's like okay these are real people that are interacting with me but i mean you can kind of tell when it's a real person versus like a robot or something yeah. but i think i like i like the uh the full spectrum or the whole range of feedback that i get not just the positive stuff well i mean i don't i don't really like it or dislike it but i can it, it i appreciate it I, pre- I appreciate them equally right okay yeah i see that where you know one and one. I mean, at least you're knowing it's honest. I think you like the genuine response to stuff. <laughs> I had my friend Champagne on and she was telling me like once uh, she was talking about, I guess, I think like negative reviews or, oh no, she was talking about um, race, like the racist people on YouTube. And she said, no. once the races come out, she goes, that means you, you've made it. Like once you get hate reviews that like are ridiculous, like you've made it. So I didn't even think about that. But like we talk about appreciating like at least knowing that they're not bots, right? It's like, you're, at least you're getting enough traffic to your content that people are actually like hating on it. It's a weird way to think about it, but. Yeah, because I don't think they make negative robots. I think they just make positive robots that are like make you feel good and stuff. So when I get a, a negative review, then it's like, okay, this is the actual human being that actually watched it. And that's better than no one watching it to me. That's true. That's another view. That's another person that at least saw it and like interacted with it. Uh, what have you like been thinking about as far as your work of late? Like, what are you focusing on in your ideas? I've been, I've been um, dabbling in music still, but I'm trying to uh, still still do my books, like like still doing books and stuff. And but I want to do like some kind of performance. I want to do some kind of exhibit with the pandemic going on and like the museums are limited to how many people we can have in there and stuff. I think I would just do like performance art stuff virtually and shirts I, I tried to do shirts a couple times mm. yeah, I've, I've done them a couple times but they, they haven't like 
I know that that's not the, I'm not at the end of that. Like I know that yeah. I still have work to do as far as church, but I've made shirts before, and I like I like and I and I worn them and given them to people and sold them and stuff like that. I I, I probably wouldn't even know what I like to do the most. Probably probably books and music. Like if I could just do music and books, or like I would do the books and then do a soundtrack to the books or do a uh, do a song and then write a book about the song like create a world within the book about the song yeah i like that i mean definitely again like playing it and putting all of your kind of ideas into one big amalgamation different like big a big broad paintbrush if you will instead of just like a little mini stroke so if people want to get in touch with you and they want to like chat or they want to view your work how can they do that um well instagram my name is Fudge Willie, F-U-D-G-E-W-I-L-L-I. My YouTube is uh, Justice, J-U-S-T-I-S-S. But I change my YouTube name a lot, just out of boredom. So you can just go on YouTube and type in Fudge Willie and all this stuff will come up. And then on Facebook, my name is Fudge Willie, where up? I say where up a lot, like where up? Um, Twitter, Fudge Willie 2018, um, Behance, Fudge Willie, um yeah that's about it <laughs> okay cool i know I, it's good to have like a like a moniker that's unique because then you can just use it for everything and people are like okay that's so simple well thank you fudge Willie, for being on the show and everybody go check out his work it's amazing his books are on amazon his youtube videos are like very interesting and thanks for being on the show again well thanks for having me Thanks again for listening to this episode of What's Cool, an exploration of learning and connecting through our passions. Would you like to get in contact with us about your passions? Do you know someone who'd be a great guest for the show? Send us an email at whatscoolpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at whatscoolpod or on Facebook by searching What's Cool Podcast.